Welcome, friends. We're Dana and Victoria, and this is Reconnecting with Pleasure, a podcast that helps you find more joy, presence, and so much pleasure by reconnecting with yourself and your desires. We're two moms, coaches, and all-around badass bitches who are obsessed with changing rules and always seeking more. More joy, more fun, more orgasms, more pleasure, more eating. And we want you to have it all, too. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Reconnecting with Pleasure. Welcome back. This is Victoria. And Dana. We want to welcome you with us. Today, we are talking about liberation as resistance, right? Liberation towards pleasure, liberation as resistance towards pleasure. You get the gist. Yeah. That's our topic. Pleasure as resistance and as a liberatory practice, all of it. All of it. Well, I feel like this a little bit goes without saying, because I think we I think that this is like woven into a lot of how we talk about pleasure and and why we talk about pleasure. But we've never really explicitly talked about it. And it is like really um, almost like a lens of how we see pleasure. It's like so ingrained, I think, for both of us and why this work feels so important that we were like, we should we should podcast about this because. Pleasure is requires, I think, a liberatory mindset. Those are Dana's words. But I think when you said it that way, I was like, that yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Like to release, I think, a lot of the expectations that we have around ourselves to produce, be productive, do it correctly, do it perfectly. All like time is a social construct. There's just some things that we have to that we we have to release in order to gain more of right less is more if you slow down I feel like I feel like there's this like naturally things will come to you like if you are able to release what your expectations are about what it is that I don't our expectations sometimes are just way too high of ourselves and like, let's not even talk about what we have for other people, but like for ourselves, if we were able to release that, I think that abundance would just come to us. Sometimes our expectations are too low, too. And if we release it, it abundance could come to us. I mean, right. We love to lower a bar as much as we love to raise it, depending on who we're setting the bar for. Right. Um, but maybe that's another <laughs> podcast app um, for another day. But I, I even think like the, to add on to what you're saying, it's the liberation of of allowing myself to center myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's liberation from the idea that I have to be of service to everybody else first. It's liberation from the idea that I have to perform femininity in a certain way, motherhood in a certain way, mm-hmm. a fucking pleasure in a certain way. Um, you know, like I go back often about like even the words that we use, right? We describe sex as dark, as dirty. We use like it's perverted, kinky. Like we have to put all these labels, dungeons, right? On these ideas. Right. Because even how we're supposed to perform sex is making love. I want to make love. I want to fuck. Um, but that requires 
a liberatory mindset. I had to disentangle from this idea of how I'm supposed to fill in the blank anything about pleasure. I'm supposed to get pleasure from watching my kids be happy that I have been uh, completely self-sacrificing and of service to them. That doesn't bring me joy. Mm -mm. Because we love to judge ourselves. We love to shame ourselves. We love to like create this life that is almost the more I do and I have to do it perfectly, the less I'm going to be judged, the less I'll be shamed by myself because we love to self-shame. Right? Like I have to do it perfectly. It has to be pretty. It has to be wrapped up in a bow. The conversations that I have, like, how much do we do based on how we expect or think that other people are going to respond to it? And then don't don't be a people extra, extra people pleaser. I think to some degree we all are people pleasers. Like we have a little bit of it. (laughs) There's a spectrum and a variation of what that might look like. From like, let me bend over backwards and harm myself to make sure everybody else is taken care of and okay. To like, maybe I just want people around me to be happy. And there's some, there's somewhere in between. I don't even know where I was going with this, but I had a point. Don't worry. You always get there. Worry. But I, I guess my point is that um, when we are able to release some of that, some of that like self-shame some of those super high expectations that we have of ourselves but low for other people then maybe we have a little bit more freedom a little bit more um i don't know space within ourselves to actually enjoy what's happening around us right like i love wrapping gifts right and but when i do it it has to be perfect it has to be pretty i can't just like it has nothing to do with the gift like what's in the package i could wrap an empty box and i'm like yeah look how perfect this is (laughs) but it has nothing to do with the content or what's inside of it which is what i'm sure what's what really matters no one gives a shit what the paper looks like because you're just gonna rip it off it matters i disagree i think i also think a a a gift wrap like i think some people appreciate it not everybody does but if i I gave you a gift right that's what yes. I mean. Like, I think if I gave you a gift, like, I I just, I, I think sometimes it matters. But your point I hear is, like, I wrap it for me because I love the process of wrapping it and making it look really mm-hmm. beautiful, even if the other person is just going to rip it off and not care. Mm-hmm. But then I get really sad when it's just, like, not even, like, it's just like, oh, thanks. I'm like, wait, but I need you to hold it. <laughs> I want you to tell me how pretty it is, actually. I need you to validate my oh. All that went into all that went into that. That's if I wrap it. If I don't, then it's a pretty bag. But still, you're so <laughs> the older I, because the older I get, I think the less I give a shit about like the wrapping of the gift. Now it's more about what's what's inside the bag, what's inside the box. So yeah, like, that feels with, like what matters, like what's inside the person. It doesn't have to be perfect. We don't have to be perfect because we're never going to get there. And I, I think for me, part of what you just said is hits the point is like, am I doing this for me or am I doing it for them? And that's also a liberatory mindset to me because mm-hmm. like if I'm wrapping this gift this way because I just really love, because I, I also sometimes really love wrapping a gift. And sometimes you'll get a gift from me that is like so with like a perfect little tag and like it's just so pretty. And sometimes you'll get it in the bag that it came in without even a tissue paper in it um, because it doesn't feel obligatory 
it's like, is it, will it bring me pleasure to do this? Like I, like at Christmas, I love just sitting by myself and like wrapping a bunch of presents at one time and putting bows on them and this and that. Um, but I think where it becomes, it feels liberatory to me is that I'm not holding um, a desire for how somebody's going to respond to it, which I used mm-hmm. to. And then I'd feel disappointed and then I'd feel resentful because like I spent all this time wrapping this gift and you didn't even say mm-hmm. thank you and you didn't even notice and you didn't even look at it. And now I've, I've done the work of unpacking. Like if I'm doing this for them, then I should be really honest that that's what I'm doing. Um, if I'm doing it for me, then all of that other stuff doesn't matter. And I feel that way mm-hmm. about all different kinds of pleasure. Mm-hmm. What I do on a weekend, what time I go to bed, how I want to be talked to, how I want to be mm-hmm. touched, what I want to do with my sex life, like all of it. All of that. All of that. And I think so, some of this, I think for me, started as rest being as a, you know, rest as a form of resistance because yes. we are so fucking busy. We love the hustle and bustle of life. I don't know if we actually love it, but we love a good to-do list. Folks love to talk about my to-do list is so long. I didn't even have time to get to everything today. I had to make a new to-do list and carry things over. Half the shit doesn't even matter, right? Half the things you just actually just don't need to do. What would happen if you took a nap? What would happen if you crossed out five things on that list that you don't actually need to happen and said, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. I'm now going to go for a walk. I'm now going to take a shower. I'm now going to, I don't know, light some candles and lay flat. I love to, I love to lay flat, but like whatever rest looks like for you and rest is not necessarily sleeping. It's just like, I'm taking some time out for myself. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the biggest form of resistance ever mm-hmm. to be able to say, I don't actually need to do all these things. No, thank you. I'm good. I don't have to because we live in a culture of folks that love to fill up their calendars, fill up the to-do list and do, do, do. And and I think it's like, you know, it's hard to tell where the person ends and the system begins because, you know, part of it is liberating ourselves from our own mindsets. Like you said, like, I want to be perfect and I want, you know, I have to be busy. But also that's all like deeply conditioned. It is not an accident that especially in U.S. culture, that our worthiness is tied to productivity, okay. right? I mean, I was I saw something on Instagram yesterday. It's like from kids, like like when children move too slow, we rush them. Mm-hmm. Even Hurry though her. like children aren't actually fucking meant to be fast. None of us are. I, I mean, yes, like w- sure, we have to be yeah. fast because we had to outrun the lions. But like we're, we were also meant to like gaze up at the stars and like fucking look at dandelions. But uh-huh. this, we're entrenched in a whole culture that socializes us into like, you know, what do you want to go to school for? Because you have to have a career and what are you going to do with it? But to what end, to what end, to what end? And so like, you know, we could even get in the same type of thing about like self-care and rest. Like, well, how can I more productively rest? How can I get better rest? How can I just like, we got to like, to me, the liberation is from that whole entire the system, the mindsets, the attitudes, the like, me being is enough. My Mm -hmm. existence is a fucking miracle. Yes. And I did not become a miracle grown through my mother's body 
to to exhaust myself and kill myself working so hard. I just did not. And like, it's so easy for me to say that. It's taken like a decade for me to actually be able to most days believe that to be true, that I wake up already enough Ooh. and I go to bed still enough. Uh-huh. And I'm enough all day long. Mm-hmm. And I'm enough when I my body doesn't look exactly the way it used to look. And I'm enough when I am in the mood. I'm enough when I'm not in the mood. I'm an, enough when I'm hungry. I'm enough when I eat healthy. I'm enough when I eat garbage. I'm mm-hmm. enough when I get on the Peloton. I'm enough when I don't. Like, it is not conditional. Mm-hmm. But like, to me, that's the deeper, like the the layer beneath the, because I started where you started, which is like rest is resistance and inside mm-hmm. of capitalism. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, resistance is believing that I am worthy and good enough all the fucking time just because I yeah. am. Yeah. And I don't have to work harder. It's a, it's, I don't know, it's a per, is it the perfectionism piece? Is it the like, I need to learn more and more of a thing before now I feel like I can speak upon the thing I'm, some I feel that way a lot of times where I'm like I'm not the expert of whatever but I'm the expert of me I'm the expert of my experiences I'm the expert of the relationships that I have with other people as that they are the experts in return in our relationship like could you imagine Dana what would be different if white cis men paused and were like maybe I'm not the expert here maybe everyone doesn't need to hear every thought I ever had so uh, where does that come from? The goddamn patriarchy. Babe. Babe. But 99% of the time, I have to remind myself, you know, I'm like, you know, when that, that moment where I don't feel like I am enough, that moment where I feel insecure or whatever, fill in the blank, like, you know what? I need to start carrying myself with the confidence of the most mediocre white man. Because... He's not concerned about what people think. I mean, I'm there's some who are, I'm sure. But, uh, but like, not enough fully, to stop them. Not enough to stop them as a whole. I, I that's your, that's your homework, friends. That. I need to embody that shit. How Literally. do I hit, walk through the world with the confidence of a mediocre white man? Some days I go on LinkedIn just to channel into that energy because I'm like, Stop. look at Stop. all these fucking bros who are like, look at me. I get a gold star for existing. And then just I'm for like, existing. Here we go. And I'm going to doubt myself again. Really? Just as resulting. My children, not my children, my child, just one, had a chorus concert on Tuesday night. And children go to predominantly white schools um i mean super white but there was this one sweet black girl that was singing her little heart out she had on a gold sparkly skirt she had on a necklace that sparkled she her headband was sparkly and she was just going for it. Like, we are good. Nobody else in this, no one else on this stage has even a little bit of, like, movement sparkle. or rhythm <laughs> or sparkle. And I'm like, now that's what pleasure looks like to me. Where she's just like, I'm going to sing like nobody's listening. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do, I think it was maybe the seventh graders. 
And she was like smaller than most of the plants on the stage, but she had the most spirit and glitter and spice and all of the things. And all I could think about was like, I truly, truly hope no one ever tries to dim her sparkle because it's gorgeous. (laughs) It is. I am. That's it. Like when you just describe that, I'm like having a visceral reaction because it's like, that's to me what liberation looks like is mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to do me mm-hmm. and find my joy, not in spite of you and not because you can't have it, but I'm not going to let you dim it. Right. And like, how much better was that chorus concert? Because that child was there with her sparkles dancing. Like, I love The it whole so much, world yeah. is better when we let ourselves sparkle. Yeah. yeah. The whole world is better when we let ourselves sparkle and when other people just don't try to dim it. Like, and they are, they're going to try to, they will continue to try to. And sometimes, and in some ways we're going to allow them to do that, but how do we resist it? How do we push back on it? How do we protect ourselves from it? Right. It's intentional work. It's super intentional work. And I think that's why we wanted to have this conversation on the podcast, because I think that like the self-help spaces, the like spiritual spaces are filled with these ideas of like joy and love and light and goodness and slowing down and centering yourself. And a lot of it, I mean, the vast majority, save for the beautiful spaces that I think are led by indigenous folks and black women and black queer folk. Um, are largely completely separated from any concepts of liberation or freedom or the idea that this is not an individual problem. Like mm-hmm. my perfectionism is not a Victoria problem. It is an indoctrination by a system that benefits from me having self-doubt, being small, overworking, self-sacrificing, right? Because that's how I participate in my own exploitation to serve a mm-hmm. system. We're talking about the kind of pleasure that comes with understanding. These are not individual flaws. These are systemic flaws. And we Mm -hmm. don't have to play. We We don't don't have to play. I don't want to play that game. I I tap out. I have got to tap out of that cycle, right? Even though, like, there are times that I find myself, like, pushed into the game. (laughs) Push back into the circle and I have to like you know, I don't want to play. Nope. I don't want to play. It's like being in an argument that you don't want to be in. And it's like, I don't actually care. I don't need to win this. It's not a, it's not a, I don't need to win it. But me tapping out and saying, this isn't what I'm doing today doesn't make me the loser. Sure doesn't. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think the other real difference is that a lot of those like love and light spaces are like, uh, it's so I can be better. And like, sure, there's this narrative of like the whole collective rises when we all rise. We don't we, we don't need the whole collective to rise into love and light. But what we're out here for is pleasure that has ripple effects that other people see if Dana can do it. If Victoria can do it, maybe I can do it. And that we see that when we separate from the system, the system weakens. If enough of us opt out of participating, the structure can't sustain, right? We're not, and and 
pleasure isn't always love and light. You've heard us talk about like grief and um, the hard, having the hard conversations. I mean, like for me, the, the liberation is in part like we didn't, we're not fighting for justice to have to spend our lives fighting. So when I'm fighting for justice and liberation, it is so that we can all receive rest and pleasure and, and like our humanity. Because mm-hmm. we're people. We're magical people. Huh? Like we are. <laughs> and like our rest and connection and I mean, orgasms, uh, the ability to like oh, look no. at the sunshine, like. All of that is part of our our human, mm-hmm. I think, rights and um, like our birthright. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody doesn't get that. And I think everybody should. So we're we're talking about pleasure as liberation because we're liberating ourselves. We're liberating each other. And we are trying to demonstrate that there is another way. Right. And I think that, like the world is made to keep us from even noticing it. Like, I feel, let's keep working. Let's keep commuting. Commute for an hour there, an hour back. You've not seen the sun today. You've not seen the sun all week, right? Like, it's created to keep you in the dark. And you don't even realize what you're missing until you, until you, until you realize what you're missing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not too late. And you're able to, like, enjoy the life's pleasures when you're able to enjoy the life's pleasures. Like, it's sunny outside today. It's lovely. It's been gloomy as fuck. It's been like winter gloomy. It's, I mean, same. It's sunny today, though, and it is so nice to see the sun. <laughs> so taking the time when you don't see the sun, <laughs> I'm using that as that's mm-hmm. not true for all of us. But taking that time and like, I don't know, go for a walk midday. Try to get outside. Right? Like, yeah. y'all are going to run me to the ground to make you well, Say it again, right. Dana. So how do I resist that? So find this, just a little thing. Because there are little things. There are many, many little things. Yeah, and I think consistently remembering to ask ourselves. And like sometimes I still have a hard time when I'm like, well, what do I want today? What do I desire? What would bring me mm-hmm. pleasure? Sometimes like those answers don't feel immediately accessible, but maybe then the question, and, and I don't stop asking myself, but I just notice if some days I'm like, I don't know, I just feel like I need to be busy because that is, then mm-hmm. goes deep. And I have those days. Mm-hmm. Then I, maybe I ask myself, well, what would make me feel the most human today? Ooh. Or what's the next thing that I want? Like what would, what would be, what's the next thing that gets me closer to like just who I want to be in general and how I want to feel in general? Mm-hmm. This morning, it was like, just get up and, and like do a workout. And mm-hmm. I, pr- I told myself, even if I just spin, I have a Peloton, even if I just spin the wheels and I don't take the class, I don't care if I spin them slow, I'm going to just spin the wheels because that is the thing that brings me closer to like how I want to feel yeah. and like yeah. my humanity. And when I tell you, it wasn't like six or seven minutes in and Robin had me working even harder than she was asking. Um, <laughs> sometimes, the, sometimes we have to ask different questions to get different answers, but we are human. And, and I don't mm-hmm. think any of us have the primal urge to work harder unless we're in a real deep scarcity place. And then mm-hmm. the most human thing is to say, what am I scared of right now? Mm-hmm. 
I'm really afraid that I'm not going to have enough money to pay my rent. That's mm-hmm. real. Okay. That's a real fear. Okay. Now, I know I never make more money because I'm terrified I'm not going to have enough money and I'm trying to like make money, make money, make money, make money. That's never how I yeah. make money. Um, maybe in corporate America it works better, but mm-hmm. but when I can hold myself with that, like this is the thing that's in the way. Okay, well, how do I want to feel? Well, I want to feel trusting. I want to feel ease. Okay, so what's the next thing that gets me closer to that? A shower, a healthy mm-hmm. meal, a walk outside. I mean, we've given a a, a ton of examples, but mm-hmm. we got to first recognize that like a lot of our instincts are not necessarily trustworthy because they are really ingrained. Right. And liberation, that's to me where the liberation starts is like separating from those instincts mm-hmm. that were never mine. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about like, what is the one thing that's going to make me feel human today? Because I definitely wake up and I'm like, that neat, that feeling like you need to do something. Mm-hmm. And it's that productivity. We've been told that unless we're doing, we're not worthy. And not true. You're always worthy. I'm always enough. I don't have to do. I don't have to make up shit to do. I've definitely made up shit to do just to say, oh, I did a thing. Listen, if I haven't made a to-do list of shit that I didn't actually need to write down just so I could check it off. Uh So another question, one that I ask myself, and sometimes I even write it right into my journal when when I'm feeling this like push and pull from inside is like, if I'm already enough, what would I do? Or if I had nothing to prove, or if I already knew I was worthy, fill in the blank mm-hmm. for how it lands for you. But if I already, if I'm already enough and I have nothing to prove, what would I do next? And let me tell you, it is never work harder for somebody else. That's never the way mm-hmm. I answer that question. Right. I love that. And like based on the day, the answer which can change. Mm-hmm. Based on my circumstances, whatever happening, whatever whatever's happening in my life, the answer can and will change. Yeah, as it should, because again, we're human. We're not supposed yeah. to be the same every single day. Right? Are you human? You're human. I am. I am human. Those Ferengis and Star Trek. They say humans. Oh my god! I love you, and you bring up Star Trek. Um. <laughs> Dana, I want, we talked about like a resex podcast and we're going to talk more about this. I, for me, a lot of this liberation comes into my sexuality uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. in so many ways, yeah. um, but also into motherhood because yeah. it's not just like Victoria as a person. It's like how a mother's supposed to be, what a mother's supposed to do. I mean, some of the shit we were unpacking mm-hmm. on a couple episodes, if you listened, are we a sex podcast or not? I mean, one of the things I really talked about is like, what kind of mother am I if I talk about mm-hmm. like liking dirty sex on the internet? And like, when did that become a thing? And some of this is like, again, the constant work of like liberating myself from these ideas of who and what I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about that. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How does pleasure and a liberatory mindset apply to you? Uh-huh. As a mother, as a sexual being, as like a person who likes to date right. and as a sexual being. Right. Not feeling shame about what it is that you want, what it is that I want and how mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. we are. I, 
how how I want it, how how often I want it, right? Like I we're raised to not think about it or talk like that that's how we were formed socialized as women we were socialized Mm -hmm. to not want it right if you want it again like we can talk about if you want it you're slutty we're bringing slutty back right that was our (laughs) sorry that was our summer our summer slogan bring us some my everyday bring us slutty back every day um but (laughs) like resisting or like liberating yourselves from that mindset can only make you more free yeah you experience pleasure so like really think about what it is that i want may not actually know to articulate it and that's okay but like if we can remove one block around being able to think about what it is that i want when we've not allowed ourselves to even think about what it is that I might want. Mm-hmm. We're a little bit closer. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think that like we get programmed to, we're supposed to want it enough, but not mm-hmm. too much, right? Because if you don't want it at all, you're also like a prude. You're never going to be able to keep a partner, especially a husband. Um Husband. <laughs> I mean, that's really how it feels is like, it's my job. Wait, what? Um, I mean, for me, I think even like the liberation came in, you know, coming out, like just, it was, I was so indoctrinated into like, this is what your life is Mm going to be like, Mm -hmm. that it never occurred to me that that's not how I wanted it to be. And then I was like, wait a minute, I don't think it's supposed to be like this, but Uh I think like. It's still, I I can feel, and I've had this happen, right? Like, um, shamed about like how my sex drive or like how often or how you want to have sex, right? And because so many of us are conditioned in shame about it, I think it's also so easy to shame a partner, even when you're not intentional. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. and I think what what I've learned is like, I think that sometimes people shame me or shame other people, and sometimes I feel shame. And it's not mm-hmm. because you're shaming. It's because I have my own shit. And like I'm, mm-hmm. I've had to really start to assess apart the difference because the latter is the stuff I can control. Like if I feel shame, mm-hmm. that's that's an inside job. If you are shaming me, like just go someplace else. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we joke about the bringing slutty back. But like to me, that is like the epitome of liberation is – I want to be able to talk about what I want. I want to be able to receive what I want. I be able, I want to be able to want as much of it as I want or as little bit mm-hmm. of it as I want, how I want. Of course, with consent, you know, I'm not saying like you're entitled, yeah, but yeah. like it is super liberatory mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the piece of not feeling ashamed about it. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about it all the time. That's cool. And part of me is like, why don't you want to talk about it? So much fun. (laughs) But like, you don't have to in order to not feel the shame. But uh, at least think about it. Consider it. Yeah. In terms of your pleasure. Right. And part of that is maybe experiencing it with other people. 
and their pleasure as well brings you pleasure, you know? Listen, I do. I, I, I mean, I think, again, liberating myself from the idea that I think for a long time it, I was conditioned into thinking that sex was something I do for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then the resentment about mm-hmm. that where then I'm like, I don't want to do this for you because like, fuck you. It's not for mm-hmm. you. So now I find, again, I find it to be so liberating to just love my partner's pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's like, it doesn't feel obligatory because I also know my partner loves my pleasure. Mm-hmm. But that is, again, feels like another layer of a liberatory mindset that like, what if the fact that this turns my partner on is enough right. to turn me on. And sometimes it's not because sometimes I'm like, no, no, I just don't. I don't want that in my butt or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes I'm like. And <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's, it's a good, like. It's a good solid okay, second. I'm willing to, I'm willing to give that a try because you getting turned on by it is making me hot right now. And I'm into uh-huh. it. So like, uh, let me, let's see, let's try, let's see how it uh-huh. goes. And like, and I might, and I'm that like, feels freeing, girl. I, I, most of the time, I end up liking it, but, um, <laughs> but I might not. But I think, again, I think that for me, that's been like such a like a one eighty from this like it's for you, and then this like resentment and like power shit to like, yeah. oh my god, it is so hot to see you so hot right now. I think I just heard it was like something happened in the back of my. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't recreate it. And in parenthood, like I'm, I'm feeling overlaps and roll with me because I know it's like a little weird to go from like sex to to kids. But like when I ask myself, like what would make motherhood feel pleasurable? There's a lot of shit in motherhood that I don't think is like. I'm not even going to pretend I'm not going to gaslight anybody. Like, I don't like it. It's hard. It doesn't feel easy. But to me, what makes it feel pleasurable is not shaming myself about it. I don't have to like making lunches. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. But when I shame myself about it is when it feels really bad. So for me, liberating myself, again, just like in, in the bedroom or the kitchen or wherever you're fucking, um, <laughs> Is like liberating myself from the idea that it's supposed to be a certain way and there's a right or wrong or good or bad way to do it. Right. And like when I don't shame myself into making meaning about what I do or don't love about motherhood, meaning I'm good or bad mother, I find it far more enjoyable. Good mother, bad mother. Fuck it, mother. That's me. I mean. I love you, mother. Uh Uh-huh. Listen, I let you be yourself, mother. I let you grow into like who you're gonna be, mother. Yeah, not who I, not who I form you into being. More of that, mother. please. Yeah, like who you gonna be? Because it's so it's like these humans, humans are. It's fascinating the shit that they come up with. Where I'm just like, where did that come from? Because I didn't, I didn't plant that seed. They're planting their own seeds and they're letting them grow. And I love that. Because we're liberated enough to let them. But your Ooh. kids can do that because you have liberated yourself from Full circle the belief that your job is to make them something other than exactly who the fuck they are. 
because right. you're exactly who you are because you have a liberatory mindset and you have separated yourself from output. And we are enough. Again, full fucking circle. You wake up. <laughs> yeah. Friends, pleasure is liberation. It is. It is how we liberate ourselves. It's how we liberate each other. I mean, I think it's how we find more spaciousness and more freedom to be. Got to be intentional about it. I think it's really hard to to miss it when it's like trying to smack you in the face. Like, resist me, liberate me, set me free. Right? Like, I think that for many of us, it's just screaming all around us. And we don't even, we don't even notice it. We miss it completely. So, I think it's our job, right? It's our job to kind of like keep an eye out, be aware, be present. If I was already enough and worthy, what would I do today? Mm-hmm. What would bring me pleasure? What would make me feel more human? What, what, what can I do fun. in service to myself? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because to me, I think the best way that I can ever be of service to anyone else, whether that's my kids or my family or my clients or my community, is when I first have taken a bit of service to myself and taken good care of myself. When I am fed and nourished and rested, I am eager to be of service right. to others. It feels pleasurable to be of service to others. Again, for me, motherhood, what makes it more pleasurable is when I'm not exhausted and resentful. So how do we figure out how to make sure that mom doesn't have to pour from an empty cup every day? Because mom's cup is full, so all of her cups are full. Mm -hmm. All of this is liberation. Right. Walking around feeling resentful is not liberating at all. And so if that means those five-minute hard conversations, thank you, Victoria, my daily reminder, or, <laughs> or like saying no to things that aren't, that aren't a hell yes, that are optional. Again, like there are things that you got to do. <laughs> Life's still happening around you. Shit you got to do. But if it's not a hell yes for me and it's optional, it's probably going to be a hell no. Listen. I'm not interested. I'm good. No, thank you. I'm good. No, thank you. That's not my journey today. Oh, <laughs> that's not the way I feel I most human today. I feel most human if I don't have to Ooh, wear actually. <laughs> actually. Because your girl loves to be home. Yeah, I know you do. I mean, I do too, but you do even more. I love to be <laughs> home. I love to before be warm and cozy. Home, before we started recording, we had a whole conversation about pillows. Um so again, liberate yourself from bad pillows and invest in good ones. Some Shame ones. nobody have a shitty pillow. I'm sorry. Nobody should have a shitty pillow. I mean, pillows are your thing. Some people don't even use pillows, so that's fine too. But like, I do. Yeah, but my bed is my special place, and so all of it—my pillows, my sheet, my down comforter, my duvet. My feather bed, like oh, all of the things that create my nest. Who I don't necessarily care what's happening outside in the world, outside of my bed, but like that space, that's my space. I love it. I love. I love that place. Just think about this: like eight hours should be at least eight hours, right? Of your day 
I should Spend be way more time than that in the bed. I said at least. I said, but like sleeping, that's eight hours. I slept for nine right. last night, and I was like, Ooh, I felt it felt good to wake up after nine hours. Oh my god, I think I did too. Mm-hmm. It was oh, good. It's been it was a good nine so. o'clock, and I have no regrets. Yeah. Um, anyway, about at nine. <laughs> friends, tell us. What does a liberatory mindset mean to you? How do you find pleasure to be liberating? What do you have to liberate yourself from to find more pleasure? Um, what's landing for you? What's, what did we miss? I, I really want to hear because I think it's really, as much as it's collective, it is also really individual, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think like liberating ourselves from our parents' expectations or our community's expectations, you know, depending on, on who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, liberating ourselves from sometimes like cultural expectations. And um, I think that looks different for all of us. And it's harder. I mean, I I often say that like, you know, my mom died 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Um, And I, I often wonder, like, would I be who I am if she were still alive? Because I, I know mm-hmm. that liberating myself from her expectations of me and who I knew she thought I was supposed Mm -hmm. to be wasn't something I could do while she was alive. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's real. And I think naming and just giving some voice and permission to all the things that are like holding us down and back. And maybe we can't liberate ourselves from all of them, but maybe we can chip away at it a little at a time. Mm -hmm. Liberating ourselves from other people's expectation. Mm -hmm. Huge. Mm Who would I be if I didn't care about what other people thought? Who would I be if I didn't give a shit about other people's opinion? Like, who would I be if I were singing as if I were the only one there? I love it. Right? I'm the only one I am alone. And sometimes that's like, there's hard stuff that comes along with that. I mean, I think I'm moving through this right now in a relationship where, um, the other person's expectations and desires of what what our relationship looks like don't align with what brings me pleasure and feels easy and joyful to me in my life right now. And to your point, it feels very liberating to say that like, actually this is what I want my life to look like. And here's mm-hmm. all the ways that you fit into it. But here are the things that aren't going to work for me. That feels so good until I mm-hmm. have to say that. And then mm-hmm. I want to die. And it does hurt the other die. person. I mean, like, I, I, I don't I know, actually want to die, I but like, it feels I like I could die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea of disappointing somebody who I love so much and who's really important to me is really difficult. And I think just giving voice to all of that is important. Like, liberation mm-hmm. is not a love and light process. It is not easy all the time. It is. It doesn't come for free. It comes with consequences. Like, like this is where we're we like I reject the love and light culture because it Mm -hmm. it it pretends that there are not real consequences for this shit and there are I am going to hurt somebody I care about when I say I hear that and I can't do that for you because this is where I want to be in my life right now Mm -hmm. and I have to you know accept those consequences and and trust that with some time like we'll get there and we'll figure it out but we still got to do it and we got to recognize yeah. it. Like, what do I want and what, how does my life grow? How do I water my own garden? 
Yeah. And care for the people that I love, but not at the expense of my garden. Mm-hmm. Can I also add, like, not sitting around waiting for other people to water your garden? Yeah. Like, it's please do. so important to be, make sure that you have build the tools that you need in order to keep it healthy and growing and flourishing and releasing this expectation and like for other people to do that for you you'd be much 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 happier right and no shade if you don't have the skills yet like maybe today is the day you're listening and you're like i I don't know but i want to welcome to the party i feel that way a lot of days right we are we are skill building here and that is not to say that we don't need other humans in order and you know those are that's part of our fertilizer (laughs) other humans (laughs) to be with us right like we we are we're we are we need community we do need people and what do you need in order to to fertilize and and water and grow your own garden yes yes because it's the skills to take care of yourself it's the capacity to disappoint mm-hmm. other people. Right. It's the capacity to um, even just like sit with the scaries of like, what happens if I do that? Or what if I lose everybody? Yeah. It's it's building the belief and the root to know that like, I am already enough and I am already worthy and I am already lovable. And anybody yeah. whose love is conditional, that's not love. And I didn't get any of that overnight. And it is still not in your eight hours. No, no. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it it is daily intentional practice, 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 practice. I mean, and it will be until my end of days. Practice. Same. Yeah, because we'll get better at it. It'll make it'll be a little bit easier to do, but it's still practice. So. What are you going to do today to feel more human? Or what would you do if you're struggling with a decision? If you already knew you were worthy and enough, what would you do? How would you decide? What, what choice would you make? Because you are. Yeah. You are. So thank you, friends, for joining us for another episode. <laughs> a pleasure-filled, liberated day. Bye-bye. Bye. That's all for today. Thanks so much for spending your time with us. Don't forget to smile at yourself in the mirror, have an orgasm, and laugh until your belly hurts.